This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys. I'm here with my co-host Chris Field, and we have two guests on today who um, I'm really happy to have on. These are two people who many times, most times, are on the opposite end of the spectrum on a variety of, of issues when it comes to faith in the military. We have Dr. Ron Cruz, who's the executive director of the Chaplain Alliance for Religious Liberty. And we also have Mikey Weinstein from the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, the founder and head of that group. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. This is Ron. Thank you. So one of the things that it's always fascinating to me, and again, the two of you guys are always sort of on the opposite ends. And there was recently something that we covered where you were in agreement. It was a surprise to a lot of people. But the topic we're here to talk about today is, you know, gay marriage, but more specifically, how gay marriage views on gay marriage should impact um, chaplains in the military. And Mikey, um, on the day, I think it was June 26th, on the day that the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage, you posted a pretty strongly worded op-ed about this, and we've covered that, and I know I've, I've interviewed you, and we spoke about it um, for The Blaze, but can you just take us through a little bit, when, when it comes to chaplains who have a traditional view on marriage, what do you believe about them? What do you think should happen to them when it comes to their, their service in the chaplaincy? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to talk about this. I also want to indicate that while it may shock people that Ron and I, um, Ron Cruz and I, uh, are always on opposite ends, we also are personal friends, and so I'm hoping we can discuss this without, you know, without rancor. Um, we have been on the same side on that issue up at the um, uh, 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 Great Lakes Naval Training Center, and I, I guess what I would say is this. If you take a hard look at this, and we have, you know, we have over 42,000 clients that we represent that are members of the military and veterans. We have 903 LGBT clients. We actually have five T clients, and of course you still can't be transgender, but we know that's coming from what uh, Ash Carter, the defense secretary, said. If you look at the Re Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993, what that did was create, um, it, it told the state and it told the federal government, you can't burden the free exercise First Amendment rights of Americans unless you have a compelling governmental interest. So they so kind of brought that back as a paramount issue. It involved a peyote case with the Smith case that was overturned, where the states were banning the use of peyote for everybody, including Native Americans, and they said, no, there was no compelling governmental interest there. Well, that's what, that's what they did. In the, in the situation of LGBT rights, and soon to be LGBT rights in the military, the question is, what is the compelling governmental interest when you look at the rights of a chaplain that has to conform to you know, endorsing agency requirements, because every chaplain has to have a certificate, a license, if you will, from an endorsing agency saying, hey, uh, we are, you know, they, are they are in good standing with us, and here's the precepts that we follow, um, and here's our First Amendment, First Amendment rights. So, there, of course, there are many chaplains and many other folks in the military, but let's just look at chaplains for the time being, who believe that you know, they, they must follow the concept that, that being LGB uh, is, uh, is a sin. Um, that this is a perversion, uh, and the people that follow this are going to burn eternally in hell. So that that is a particular right to believe that belief is you know is prejudice. Action on belief is bigotry. However, the Supreme Court has spoken on this in 1974 in a case called Parker versus Levy. The Supreme Court said, "Look, if you're in the military, you don't have the same uh, uh, breadth and spectrum." Uh, of constitutional rights that civilians do. Now, I know that our, our, our friends on the other side, uh, the Liberty Institute, 
uh, the Chapman Alliance and many others completely disagree with us on this. But th- that's exactly what uh, you know. Supreme Court Justice William Rehnquist said: if you're in the military, you know, it's, it's such a tribal, adversarial, communal, and ritualistic environment. The compelling governmental interest there is not the maximization of a chaplain's right to follow his or her uh, denominational dictates about, about, for instance, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people. The compelling governmental interest is to ensure that we maximize military readiness, mission accomplishment, unit cohesion, good order, morale, discipline, health, and safety. And if we have chaplains that believe that they must get on the pulpit and, and make it very clear to their fellow soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen, that anyone who's LGB, and again, soon to be T in the military, is a pervert. And I've had emails that have come in just in the last few days from chaplains telling me that's what they are, and that they, that they need, that they're uh, perverted sinners. Uh, this is a, essentially a crime of moral, moral turpitude. Well, that is something that we simply cannot allow because it eviscerates the governmental interest, the compelling governmental interest, Billy, Chris, and Ron of maximizing what I just talked about, unification, good order, morale, and discipline. So if a chaplain, you know, our view is that if you don't like these rights, hold your tongue, change your attitude, or either voluntarily or be involuntarily mustered out of the military. Now, a chaplain can certainly uh, state a theological position. There's a spectrum there. But if it gets into what we call, and then my second op-ed that came out about this, anti-LGBT marching orders, a call to action, that's crossed the line, and that's where we are. We've made our statement that you have to get out of the military or be forced out because okay. you're destroying. Okay, let me let me just step in for a second. I want to give so so Ron, and I know that you you had put out a statement. You had answered some questions for me, and and we did a, a brief you know interview on this. How do you respond to what Mikey just said? Well, first of all, I appreciate Mikey's acknowledging that we are. Friends, and we are, but we disagree completely on this issue. Uh, I, I believe that Mikey misunderstands who chaplains are and what they do. They're not there for themselves. Chaplains are there to make sure that the military personnel are able to exercise their religious liberties while they're wearing the uniform. Chaplains have been doing that since July 29, 1775, when the Chaplain Corps was established by General George Washington. We are there for the military personnel. Now, it is true, as Mikey acknowledged, that chaplains represent faith groups, um, and they must be loyal to those faith groups in order to represent those faith groups. So chaplains who are Roman Catholic or priests have to be Roman Catholic priests. If they're Muslim, they have to be Muslim, and we expect chaplains to, to serve in that capacity to be faithful to the faith group from which they come. Now, most of the chaplains, as well as most of the members of the military, come from evangelical backgrounds uh, who hold the biblical view of Scripture concerning marriage. Chaplains are there to support those military personnel who hold those views, and that when they come in to worship, they're going to expect to be able to worship from someone preaching from the Scriptures. When they come in for counsel, they want to receive counsel from that perspective. However, when that chaplain uh, is approached by someone who comes from the homosexual lifestyle, what I tell the chaplains that I endorse is that you respect every, you you meet every person with respect, with dignity, with grace. That you have to let them know that if they're coming to you for counsel that you're going to be counseling from a biblical perspective, and if that is offensive, if they don't want that, then you will find another chaplain for them 
or another counselor for them to meet with them in, in an attitude and a respect that they can receive. That's what chapels have been doing for generations. It, we call it perform or provide, that if we cannot perform a particular service, then we'll provide for that service. We will help them to find the counseling that they need. Chaplains who hold the biblical perspective on marriage should not resign their commissions or be court-martialed. They're going to be serving loyally and faithfully to the Constitution of the United States. They're going to be there for our military personnel. Well, and, you know, the, the other thing about this, and <clears throat> I think I'll go to you on, on this first, Mikey, is, you know, it becomes a fine line because let's say a chaplain, somebody walks up to a chaplain and asks them their view and they share it and they say to that chaplain, do you believe that somebody who is living a homosexual lifestyle is sinning? And they say, yes. Are they then in a position where they should resign, where they should be kicked out? No. Let me make this very, very clear. As we've said before, I mean, uh, uh, we, we get to a situation, and this is, we've, we've gone through this before when Truman integrated the armed forces on July 26, 1948, via executive order. There was a huge outcry. Much of it was biblically based. We saw this again when we hear quotations from chaplains on Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And you know where I'm going with that, Ron. We had a chaplain just a, a couple of years ago get on a pulpit at a Sunday uh, 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 um, service at a naval base um, in America, and made it very clear that women, as women, must submit to their husbands. No, no, no uh, man should have to take orders from a woman. We had an outcry from this. So the question is, is that he said, you know, perform or provide. And I know that very well because when I got married at the Air Force Academy at the time, my wife and you know, you know, my wife Ron Bonnie had not mm -hmm. yet converted to Judaism. The rabbi refused to marry us. He said our our marriage would be neither fish nor fowl, and he wouldn't even help us find someone else. We found a wonderful Protestant lieutenant colonel chaplain who flew in and performed to this day, I believe, the only Jewish wedding in the history of the Protestant Chapel of the Academy. That's fine. That's stating a theological position. What is not fine are the emails I've been getting and the statements from many people out in the military uh, saying that, that the chaplains intend to preach from the pulpit that these are perverts, your fellow members of the military are perverts, they are sinners, and again, giving them, there, there is a line, you're absolutely right, I don't know if that was Chris or Billy who said it, and what's going, let me tell you what's going to happen. Well, we are preparing to go to court on this, as I'm sure Ron and his folks are. At some point, a chaplain or any and someone else in the military who's not a chaplain is going to publicly scream out this anti-LGBT marching order stuff. Our clients will then file an Equal Employment Opportunity Complaint or IG Complaint, Inspector General. If it's not resolved at that level, we will have exhausted administrative remedies, and we will go into court using, as our stalwart here, Parker versus Levy. Now, it doesn't matter how many people, when Ron talks about how many people are follow the evangelical perspective, we go back to what Sandra Day O'Connor said on the Supreme Court, and then I'll be quiet and let Ron talk here, which is, in America, we don't count heads before enforcing the First Amendment. We've seen this before with women's rights and with black rights. So there is a spectrum, and, it, and there is a fine line. And the question is, when and where and how will that line be passed? I know Ron well enough that Ron, I do not believe, would get up and publicly preach when he was a, uh, an Army chaplain, or he wouldn't do it now. And I don't think, Ron, you would advise your clients do this now, to get up from the pulpit and scream bloody murder about how they're, you know, members of the military, your, your colleagues that are out there, your fellow soldiers, are perverts, would you? Well, the, the reality is, Mikey, if I were preaching from a text that has to do with marriage, I would say what that text says. I would say that that's what God ordained from the beginning. He created the male and female, and that he established marriage as the union of man and a woman. That's scripture. I would speak that. I would also, if I was speaking out of Romans 1, where homosexuality is listed as a sin, I would 
call it what Romans 1 calls it, a sin. However, that's not the only sin listed in that passage. There are many others. It's a matter that we are all sinners, and we are all in need of the grace of God. That that's uh, that as a as an evangelical chaplain, that's what we would say. Uh, my my concern, Mikey, is that you you seem to say that religious liberty has to do with what one believes, not how one acts on those beliefs, and that that's a concern. To no, believe no, no, something Ron, means something to act on it. To believe something means to say it. Ron, I, I just excuse me. I just want to clear. I, I said this, in, in, uh, particularly in, in my second op-ed, that prejudice is a belief, and you're allowed to believe whatever you want. There are there are no thought beliefs. It is your actions based on your beliefs that is that is bigotry. And there is a line that Billy or Chris stated right now that if you make a statement where you're essentially giving anti-LGBT marching orders to people, that is a line that is clearly crossed. Now, if someone comes to you, let me ask you a question. We had this happen just the other day. We had a chaplain. Uh, that is actually uh, um, known to you, that's as far as I can go, who is endorsed by an evangelical uh, fundamentalist uh, uh, denomination who has to do the, who's in charge of putting on a strong bonds program at his base. The strong bonds, Billy and Chris, is a wonderful program most of the time, which creates, um, it's essentially a marriage counseling where you have couples in the military that come in for a weekend, and it's, uh, it's, it's generally, generally a good thing. About a third of the time it's not, but two-thirds of the time it is. This chaplain wants to be able, there's over 50 couples that are, I believe, coming to this, uh, uh, to this weekend event, uh, and several of them are LGB. And he wants to be able to continue to do the program. His, his endorsing agency said that if he did, they would pull his certificate and he would lose his job as a chaplain, yet he wants to do it. So the question is, you know, let me ask you, Ron, would you allow, would you allow a strong boss program to go on with 47 or 57 heterosexual couples, but just the mere fact that there were two couples that just wanted to enjoy the same thing, that are serving their country with the same degree of bravery and courage and honor and character and integrity, would you kick them out or would you refuse to do the program if you only had two or three? Would that make a difference? <laughs> Chaplains that I endorse are not allowed to do marriage retreats if LGB couples are present because it does not meet our definition of marriage. We we cannot be in the business of strengthening and marriage. That's why, and that's why we would go to court over that. We would go to marriage. court over that. Uh, but my chaplain would make sure that a retreat is available for those couples, and that's what the military is trying to do. Uh, that when when uh, LGB couples show up at uh, a marriage event or a workshop or the uh, retreats, the Strongbond retreats or marriage care in the Navy, um, that that um, chaplains have to be allowed to obey their conscience. And so, if they cannot do that retreat, another chaplain will be found to do that retreat. Uh, but the problem is that the retreats are for those couples. The retreats are for those couples. We want those about... couples to receive the marriage re- marriage counseling that they want. And so uh, those those couples who come from a biblical view of marriage, they want to hear about communication skills, man, woman, com- communication skills, not necessarily female-to-female communication skills, male-to-male communication skills. They want to work on communication skills between men and women, those who come from that biblical tradition. And so we want to see them receive the marriage care they need, as well as those same-sex couples. But it's just that some chaplains cannot do that because of their understanding of marriage, nor will their endorser allow them to do it. That's true. 
And this is the problem. This is what I'm saying is that from, the, the, that from us is a declaration of war. We will go to quarter with that. That is like the Plessy versus Ferguson in the late 1890s. That, that's that separate, but equal is perfectly fine. It's not fine. It's not fine to say that when we had white chaplains in 1948 saying, I will not have black people at my services, or in the 1970s where people are saying, I will not uh, serve a female commander. Well, I will not. I will the not reality, Mikey. It's wrong. The reality, it's wrong. The reality, Mikey, is that chaplains have been doing separate but equal for a long time, meaning that at a military installation, you'll find an Episcopal service for Episcopalians. You'll find a Lutheran church for a uh, service for Lutheran. You'll find an evangelical Protestant service for Protestants. You'll find a Catholic service for Catholics. All of those services are provided to meet the needs of the military personnel, not for the chaplains, but for those military. All of those services are separate but equal services. Chaplains have been doing that for a long time of providing to meet the needs of the military personnel. And that's, and that's what fine. They will as I before, to do. Ron, that's perfect. That, 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 is, that does meet the compelling governmental interest of you know, it doesn't destroy unit cohesion and it doesn't destroy good order, morale, and discipline. However, if you at, at the place we're talking about is a remote location, I can't give the specific place out where there's only one chaplain. There is no other way to do it. So what's what's being forced now is that the, the, the United States uh, Department of Defense is going to have to spend a ton of money to fly chaplains into this remote location where there are a lot of people. And so the, this is burdening. This is substantially burdening unit cohesion good order, morale, and discipline, when you tell the gay couples, you cannot be with your fellow soldiers, sailors, marines, or airmen, because of your of the way you were born, the way that you are is not good enough to be with other people. That's different than saying the 11 o'clock service is for Episcopal, the 12 o'clock for Catholics, 7 o'clock Friday evening is the Shabbat service for Jews. And this is what I'm saying before. We are headed to court. We are, we are lawyering up. I know you are, too. And that's where, that's where we're going to have to settle this. We will use as our, our spear, Parker versus Levy. Judge Rehnquist made it very, very clear. Many of your constitutional rights, and when you put that uniform on, are going to be severely curtailed in the U.S. military in order to form the maximization of the compelling governmental interests, which is good order, morale, discipline, so that our military has enough lethality to protect the full panoply of constitutional rights for the rest of us civilians. Mikey, Mikey, can I ask you well, a, Mikey, can I ask you a question about the Rehnquist decision you've quoted a few times? Now, that also works yes. both ways, right? The 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 rights of the soldier, the rights of the troops are also curtailed, is that correct? Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. In fact, the, what that case was, it was Captain Levy, a Jewish captain, felt that he had the right to stand up and tell other members of the uh, of American Americans that were interested in and in coming into the US Army don't do it because he didn't think the Vietnam War was ethical and he thought it was terrible. And so he felt he had a First Amendment right to, while wearing the uniform, to warn people off, do not come into the Army. We're, we're fighting an illegal war. And with this, this went all the way to the Supreme Court and Judge Rehnquist. It was a 6-2 to two decision. Obviously, there was one, one justice uh, abstained or was unavailable to vote, I guess. Came down and made it very clear, no, Captain Levy, you do not have the same First Amendment rights as the person who's the ship manager, you know, at KFC or were, as an executive at IBM or someone who works at, you know, in a hospital or something like that. Because the military itself has very unique requirements, as I said, it's this tribal, adversarial, communal, ritualistic nature, and the compelling governmental interest of Captain Levy to tell people don't join the army because we're fighting an illegal war in Vietnam is going to be subordinated to the to to, to the, the key compelling governmental interest, which is to not destroy good order, morale, discipline, and unit cohesion. When you tell someone who's lesbian, gay, or bisexual that you can't come to a, a base-wide uh, or unit-wide 
marriage counseling program with the, with your fellow soldiers because of the way you were born. That is different than saying there's a different service to you at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or 12 o'clock. And we won't prove that in court. But there is a spectrum. The chaplains can say, again, they can believe the way they want to believe. They can privately say, as Ron said, I can't marry you. I can't give you counseling in this area, but I'm going to find someone who absolutely can. Here's the list of people we go to. There's a spectrum here, and it's going to take time to figure it out. But Mike, so wait, Mike, it's not, it's, Mikey, it's not just a private belief. It's got to be spoken. And, and by the way, there, you you refer to Parky the Levy all the time. I'm not a lawyer and don't play one on TV. But I, I also would remind you there was another case where chaplains had been uh, potentially punished, Catholic chaplains, for speaking about uh, the president's partial birth abortion uh, procedure and and wanted to preach publicly from chapel pulpits about that, and they were ordered not to. But the courts uh, said that chaplains had the ability and the right to speak, even though it was speaking against the commander in chief. They had the uh, the right to do that because they were speaking in their role as faith leaders. Uh, so you're right. Some some of our constitutional liberties are diminished when we put on the uniform, but our religious liberties are not diminished when we put on the uniform. That's why the military goes to a great extent to provide uh, halal food for the Muslims and, and kosher food and, and even now allowing beards uh, for uh, rabbis and, uh, and have made allowances for turbans for Sikhs. Uh, and beards for Sikhs, uh, religious liberties is that first constitutional amendment agreement that, that we hold dear, and all those who wear the uniform must be, if they're defending religious liberty, must be able to exercise those religious liberties even while they're wearing the uniform. Ron, I hold my friendship with you, dear, my friend. I really do. But we are on, we are in two different space time continuums right now. What I'm trying to say is very different to say that, uh, you know, and then RIFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, has been uh, generally used for apparel, like you said, for hair and for apparel. But we're talking about the way people are born. They have not, when you, if you want to preach that, and you, if, you, if you believe that the chaplain has an equal right to preach that you made a choice, a sinner's choice to be a pervert because you're LGBT in the military, and you want to make that, and you want to trumpet that in a way that, where, that you want to make sure that you in, you're impactful from the pulpit or you go around your installation or whatever you're doing, when you cross the line, as opposed to just holding a, a stating a theological belief in a quiet, respectful way, that, that I, as I said before, this is just absolute bigotry. And, uh, and and the case you talked about will not trump Parker versus Levy. That has never been trumped by anything. And at least I, I, I applaud you for making the determination that at least some of our constitutional rights, even you're saying, are not are not determinants or the same that civilians have, because uh, there are folks that. Other institutions, the Liberty Institute, that are saying that's absolutely wrong. There's not, you have the exact same rights as everybody else has in the military as a civilian when you're in the military. For instance, in the military, did you guys, I don't know, Chris and Billy, I don't know if you know this, but if you commit adultery, that can be punished as a felony in the military. If you're ordered to go to the base dentist at 1,600 hours and you don't go, that can be punished as a felony in the military. Why? Because the military cannot have good order, morale, and discipline, and cohesion destroyed. Judge Rehnquist saw that in the decision that directly applies here. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people are every bit as much uh, a positive soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen. They are human beings. They did not make a choice to be the way they are. They are not perverted sinners. And anyone that's going to try to push that, and there's a line past that, 
the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Well, theologically here, you're making a theological statement, uh, Mikey, that that these folks are not sinners. Mm, all those who come from evangelical, Orthodox, Roman Catholic, Muslim, uh, Orthodox Jews, all will hold that that behavior is sinful behavior. And but those chaplains who come from that perspective, Muslim chaplains, Orthodox Jewish, must be able to speak that. No, no, they no, no, they can't. Be speaking and be honoring to their scriptures that they hold sacred. They cannot speak. They cannot speak if it's going to be deleterious and eviscerate good order, morale, and discipline. That's what our Supreme Court has said. That, that just, just like in 1948, you can't sit there and say black people have to be in their own units. Black people cannot come to our marriage councils. You, you guys, you know that it wasn't wasn't until as recently as 1967 in the Loving versus Virginia case that that finally got rid of all the state laws saying that people of different races could not marry. That that's that's only 40 what 48 years ago. Mikey, um, Mikey, that's can unbelievable. I? You're, but, you're making a comparison really that is just not rational in terms of 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 making the comparison that no, marriage no, between blacks and whites equals marriage between same-sex persons. Right. It's absolutely on point, Ron. No, we'll, it's not. We'll, we'll, we'll have to, look, we're going to have to handle it. We're going to have to settle this thing. We all know it. It's going to be settled in federal court because it's just that uh, we are just simply now, too far apart. You l- cannot me... sit there and say, well, because a bunch of Jews and Muslims, I don't care if they're atheists, or Catholics or Protestants say that you are you've committed a sin because our our book says that it's a sin. There's also thirty four to forty one thousand different distinct denominations of Christianity, and there are many Christian denominations, many that completely support our view on this. This is why we're headed to court. Now, although the vast majority, I, I have to the vast majority of Christians, and I said this to you when we did our interview, Mikey, do even the main line when you put them all together, sixty six percent rejected the Supreme Court, and that was according to Barna, rejected the Supreme Court's decision. So, you know, the assumption is the majority of Christian chaplains are going to not really be supportive of, of same-sex relationships. But I'm I'm not taking sides. I'm just throwing that let, in there. Okay, Chris, no, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I'm just saying that once again, I, I, let me just say, because it's, 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 it's propitious to say it again, as Sandra Day O'Connor said, we don't count heads in enforcing the First Amendment in this country. If, if 100% of the Christians said that, it would still, as a matter of law, a, re- a relevancy, not make a difference. It would not make a difference. And uh, it's it's very simple. Uh, when you look at this, when I'm, I'm not stating a theological position. I'm stating a, a fact that our Supreme Court has determined that you cannot say and do things in the military okay, so that will Mikey, destroy good order, morale, and discipline. No. So what Mikey is doing, what Mikey is, <laughs> what Mikey is doing is creating a new "don't ask, don't tell" policy for for not only for chaplains but for any a military person who comes from those backgrounds that hold a high view of Scripture that says marriage is the union of man and woman. It is. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask me what I believe about that, because if you do, then you can accuse me of some kind of hate speech. Uh, this is this is problematic that that Mikey and others are wanting Christians. You're OK as long as you stay in the confines of your church and you can say what you want inside your chapel. Yes. But don't Ron come out of your chapel and be faithful to your doctrines. Christians have to willing to Ron, be persecuted for that, just like in Rome before, if that's what it's going to take in America, uh, that we're coming to, that for Christians to be persecuted for their faith, it's going to happen. But Christians will be faithful to their sacred texts. They're going to honor what God says about marriage, and they're going to say that in the public square, uh, whether, whether some find that uncomfortable or not. 
Ron and I are in agreement because it, it, it is, it, it's, it's not don't ask, don't tell. What it is is that you can certainly ask and you can tell if it's done in a manner that doesn't uh, 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 burden and destroy good order, morale, and discipline. And Ron, let me take it a step further. Even if you want to talk to your own congregations about this, because you think that's what came to that we're just trying to say that people that have these views within their own congregations. Oh no, my friend, we're going a step further. If you even talk to your own congregations in a manner that that that, that is, you know, is a call to action uh, to label and to uh, to attack and to try to convert LGBT people because they are perverts, even in your own congregation, if you've gone past that line of simply stating a theological position, we will still be on the attack. Now, Mike, this is the nature of... Mikey, uh, now, you're Mikey, you're not being... Mikey? You're going to prosecute pastors for preaching from their pulpits about what Scripture says concerning human sexuality. You want to prosecute pastors. Is that what you're saying, no, Mikey? That's exactly no, what no, he's no, saying. Let me ask you a question. That, the, the answer is absolutely yes, if it destroys good order, morale, and discipline, and that a staff judge advocate and a commander have said that has crossed the line, because you can also sit there and say, women, quoting Ephesians, women are subjected, have to be subjected to men at all times, and if you're, if you're black... You're not as good as a white hey, Mike, person. Mikey, it's the so same here's, thing. It's Mikey, over Mikey, and over again, Ron. Mikey, you, you've got to get rid of Mikey. these traditions. It's a new day now. It's a different. It's a new day to sit there and say, "But my book says it." The book also says that that slavery is okay. The book condones. Wow. No, Mikey, 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 Mikey. Don't be a theologian. You're an attorney. You're not. A Mikey, theologian. you're absolutely Mikey. Don't be an attorney. You're a theologian. Mikey, I'm focusing on the Supreme Court case, and you're trying to disregard it. Mikey, I got to ask. Mikey, it'll be up to the commanders to determine what. Is a compelling Mikey. governmental interest. Hello, Mikey. If, 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 I'm really military. If you're wanting to prosecute chaplains Mikey. for speak from biblical views from the pulpit, you're you wanting do. to come in if like the red the line, post, like the Nazi Gestapo coming in and saying, we're taking you to the gulag because you are being faithful to your biblical text. No, That's you're elevating really their own, no, own, own religious views. It's really you're elevating their own personal religious views over the uh, over the compelling governmental interests of our Supreme Court case. It says it's not what we don't care what a chaplain's religious views are. If those yes, views, as, as as espoused in a certain time, place, and manner, Mike. cross the line to where they they destroy the compelling governmental interests of unity, cohesion, good order, and moral discipline. That's the only time Mike. that we would get Mikey. involved. The only time, Mikey. Right, hold let me, on, guys, Mikey, hold let on. me ask you a question. I, let I'm me ask, turn it over to Chris. Mikey, let me ask you a question. First of all, you're picking and choosing scripture inappropriately and incorrectly. Ephesians does talk about what and submitting to men, but then spends six times as much time about men submitting to their wives. So you need to get that straight. You're absolutely wrong on no, your Chris, theology Chris. and your understanding of the Scripture. No, now, Chris, wait. I'm, I'm telling you what happened. No, listen, quiet. No, I'm, I'm asking you, I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you a question. What we've seen happen in our experience, we've been doing this for 11 years, brother, when we have chaplains get up there and make the statement that no man should be commanded by a woman. I, of course I know, I, I know the rest of the, the, the part of Ephesians. Uh, of the rest of the of course, I see how many ten or six or seven, eight more times. But that is not what certain chaplains have done at certain times. It's not what they've done. No, that's where we get involved. But you said no. Let me ask you a couple questions, and they're kind of combined. One is that you think that that the chaplain should be bound by their own theology, but they cannot bring it to the you know they can't share it with people. What if my theology says, which the scripture, which Christian theology does, evangelicalism says, Christianity says, you have to share the truth with people. That's what we're called to you mean, do. You're talking about you're talking about the Great Commission, Mark sixteen fifteen, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, and right? also and all sorts of stuff. Not just the Great Commission of telling people about Jesus, but also sharing truth okay, with let, people. Let me tell Period. you. Let me tell you. Let me answer. Your, it's a very good question. So let me just try to answer it for you. 
and we look at the time, place, and manner in the military, the, the ability to share your Christian faith, with, particularly if you're dealing with a subordinate as opposed to someone of the same rank, and it all focuses on time, place, and manner. And why does it do that, Chris? Because when we go back to the compelling governmental interests of the Supreme Court case, if it is done in a certain time, place, and manner that is, that, that, uh, that is, is noxious, to uh, to supporting good order, morale, and discipline, it cannot be done. So following the Great Commission and sharing your faith with the subordinate. Okay, uh, you know, let again, me ask, Are you wearing the uniform? Is it in the is it in the military let, workplace? Which okay, let me, follow, a, a let me it follow. Let me follow. A submarine. It could be a about a foxhole. It is just not allowed if it violates the time, place, and manner restrictions okay, that are me, out there. Let me we have, follow we have that regulations up. right let off me, point here. Let now, me follow that up. Fine. Time, place, and manner, not a problem, no okay, issue. Time, place, and manner. You just said that if a guy speaks from his pulpit to his congregation about biblical truth, you'll have him thrown out of the military. No, no, no. Let, let me you make, just let me did. Make it you just told Ron that. That's what you said, Mike. That's what you just told Ron, Mike. No, 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 You're lying. Let me finish, guys. Manner. Time, place, manner. Time, right? Okay, it's, it's time for the 11 o'clock evangelical service. Place, we're in the chapel, no problem. Manner. You got to cut. You got to cut out parts of your Bible. Is what you got to do. Clear that our commander, and we now have flag officers, admirals, and generals who are out. Our commander is a perverted sinner who chose to be a sinner, and unless we all make it clear that he's sinning or she's sinning, he's going to burn so in don't hell. Bother. No, okay, so don't bother. No, so let me ask. Let me. No, 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 no. Let me. Let me follow that you up because be if you're going to ask for John the Baptist to cut off his head because John the Baptist spoke to. Herod and said, oh, no, you are wrong by taking your so, brother's wife. And so you, you're wanting, you're, you're going to make chaplains to be John the Baptist if they speak biblical truth in a situation. That's what you're going to do. Let me answer the question. Let's not use a, your, your biblical truth can be term, determined to be a million different ways. I just said time, place, and manner. Of the 11 o'clock service time, great. Place, uh, chaplain speaking to their, uh, to their congregation, no problem. The manner is, are they are they inciting people to action an anti LGBT uh, you know uh, 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 crusade against those uh, those folks who uh, have that particular um, sexual orientation? You bet that violates the manner. Why? Because it destroys you. So if he's, we go if, back to the Supreme so Court if, case. If the now, chap- if it's done in a manner, if it's done in a manner that doesn't vitiate or destroy good order, morale, and discipline, we have no issue. We will not be in court. Failing that, so if, we want that person to either either hold their tongue, change their attitude. Or get out of the military voluntarily, or we will push for them to be to be pushed out so involuntarily. If, so it's all about the manner, and does it impact good order, morale, and discipline, as our Supreme so Court said? If, period. End of sentence. So if if a if a if a chaplain goes up and essentially reads from the Pauline letters, or just stands up there and lists, by the way, these things are listed as sins, and among them is included homosexual acts, he would be run out of the run out of his position. Well, you know, we just remember we just talked about manner, guys. Remember we, we and, and I think it but was you Billy. Said no, no, let me, no, Billy. No, Mikey, let me answer the question. No, I'm right? going to let you answer, but okay, I want to follow. You know, I'm going to let you answer. We said that if, uh, that's probably just stating a theological position. Wait, that is Mikey, not inciting but it's LGBT, an LGBT. But it's important um, you know, to your point. Anti-LGBT crusade or call to action is it? It's stating a theological it is. position. There Mikey, is a fine line. You said that it is. If you read from your op-ed, you say if chaplains believe they must preach to their troops a message that their gay brothers and sisters are sinners because they've chosen to be, then then you demand that they be taken out of the military. Simply well, saying that they're sinners. Backtrack on that. Look and look at the second op-ed. It is again. It's the time, place, manner. If you said if a preacher before, says that their people are. One, somebody, one was a former chaplain of the Mikey? year in a particular U.S. Air Force. 
who uh, exhorted his uh, congregation uh, that anyone who didn't accept their particular uh, biblical worldview of the gospel of Jesus Christ was a sinner, and he said, when you leave my congregation today, you go out and you find these people, you get in their faces and you tell them tonight, they will burn eternally in the fire of hell unless they but, get down on their knees and change. But your statement... Obviously, Mikey, wrong. Completely Mikey, wrong. your well, statement... Mikey, your statement... is evangelical orthodox doctrine, not only for evangelicals, but Roman Catholics. It's un-American, it's unconstitutional, it's not un-American. and illegal, and we'll go to court. It's not un-American. All right, guys, guys, now guys, let, guys. Now, Mike, hold on, Mike. Chris... Hold on. All right. I think, first of all, Mike, Mike, you've done a good job. It's it's sort of you know everybody. Well, not I'm I'm neutral on this, but it's, you know I'm, I'm remaining neutral. But it's, it's everybody versus you right now, and you've done a good job of of you know maintaining where where you stand on this. And I think, look, we have gone way longer than I promised you guys that we would go. And I think we definitely, <laughs> I think we definitely want to have you guys back. But I think we got to close it out. So can I can ask give everybody? Let, let me ask final. Let, let me let me ask one more question of Mikey, and this has to do with timing. Mikey, have you written your two op eds that came out after the ruling? Had you written the same thing? This these kinds of calls to have these chaplains excused from the military, excuse themselves from the military on the gay issues before the gay marriage ruling. No, well, we, well, we, let me put it this way. we've always made the statement that we've always focused on time, place, and manner, time, place, and manner. Like everybody else, we were waiting to see what the, uh, the decision was going to be, and I thought you were going to ask me a different question. I thought you were going to ask me whether or not we would call for you know, uh, Islamic or Muslim uh, or, or Jewish chaplains. And of course we would, figured, yeah, but, yeah. but they don't do it. I can tell you this. We had a flag officer, Chris, because I think you're the one who asked me the question, who said he did not see why. This is a senior chaplain, uh, uh, a former senior chaplain who was a general or a, 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 a multi-star general, who made the statement that he did not understand why anyone would have to get up uh, and actually rail in their own services. And when I say rail, again, cross that line, the one that Billy talked about, that there's a line as opposed to simply reading off the Pauline letters and saying, here's a list of, of, of sin, but to actually hammer it home, take the dagger and stick it in the eye, he had no idea why someone would have to do it unless they were trying to, to incite the action and create a, you know, a, a, again, a crusade against LGBT people. So right. the answer to your question was, we are waiting for the decision to come down. We do represent 903 LGBT people, as I, as I told you. Uh, as of this morning, it looks like we're going to have more transgender people that are coming in. If you watched Caitlyn Jenner's uh, incredible speech at the ESPYs last night, it was ex- very powerful, and it's had an impact already this morning for people calling so, in that are transgender in the military, because that's about to open up as well. So why, uh, but, why didn't but, you make, why didn't you call for these, so why didn't you call for their dismissal before the gay marriage ruling? Well, I think what it was that we felt that, you know, everything was timing, right? You talk okay. about time, place, and manner. We knew it was Fair imminent. Enough. And rather than, you know, to, to shoot our position before we wanted to see where it down, let me tell you, had it come down the other way, we still would have kind of come out with the op-ed. But I think there are many organizations, look, we didn't, we didn't, why didn't you guys want to have Ron and I debate before the decision came down? I mean, it's as simple as that. Well, so, we, uh, this debate we felt is, well, this we'd wanted a more propitious time to do it. But and we it's, want, the debate you know, is it's a judgment call on our part. Right, but we the made debate it is a, all along. We've been, we've been, uh, look, I held the, we held the very first LGBT, uh, LGBT, Okay, protests and, uh, and, uh, and in Colorado Springs, Colorado, the Fundamentalist Christian Vatican in March, a year and a half or so ago, on behalf of 22 uh, cadets, faculty, and staff at the Air Force Academy uh, who felt that their LGBT rights were being violated. We held that. It was covered by all the networks uh, in the middle of Colorado Springs. So we've been activists significantly. They've never had a protest like that before. Okay. Well, the reason, like everyone else, you know, Chris, we were waiting for the decision. Okay, to come the reason, but the reason we had the debate with you guys was not about the gay marriage thing. It was about your op-ed that said, if you call LGBT a sin, you should be removed from 
from chaplaincy. That's what your op-ed says. That's what you've said on here. Well, no, and, I, and I stand by everything. As I said before, I've tried to make it clear with my second op-ed and in this discussion today. It's a time, place, and manner. There's a, there's a, I'm going to go with what, I, what Billy's thing. There's a, there's a very, very fine line. Holding a theological position and asserting it in a certain time, place, and manner would not be violative as far as we're concerned. But if you cross that line, which would include uh, exhorting and, you know, and, and, and pounding it down to your own congregants at a particular service, that we think turns into a call to action, a march against LGBT, LGBT, I'll make it easier. Exactly what Judge Rehnquist has talked about in the only Supreme Court case we have on exact point here, which is that the fact you know, that the compelling governmental interest is what the chaplain said at that 11 o'clock evangelical service, is it, is it deleterious and detrimental to unit cohesion, military accomplishment, military readiness, good order, morale, discipline, health, and safety. Is it That's a-, a call for the commander and for the staff to okay. advocate. So would you make the same call because it's deleterious to unit cohesion? Would you make the same call for chaplains who say divorce is a sin, these other things are sins, and your officers are engaging in it? Well, I, I think it's pretty you, obvious yes no? that if that's something that, uh, that, you know, that if you choose, you're not, you're not born a divorcee. We're talking, you're talking about, about the way people you're, are. No, 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 but that's not your point. Let me clarify the question. Let me clarify the question. Our commander is not Jewish, and he eats ham. And from our perspective, because we're, I'm an Orthodox rabbi, that, that's, a, that's a terrible sin to do. That in itself, of course, is, you know, is a ridiculous example. But if you're going to sit there and say anyone who's divorced, you know, is horrible. Because I said before, divorcing is a choice. Being born LGBT it's not a choice. Well, we go back again. To well, the but, but that's but that's where your disagreement happens. Again, that's that's subject to debate, Mikey. We're debating right now, guys. And as I said before, I don't care if there's ten of you or a thousand of you uh, focused on where we're at. Uh, the re- we, we know that at some point soon, a chaplain or, for that matter, anyone else who because chaplains are not just staff officers like like Jacks, like I was. We're, talking, we're concerned about commanders and the people in the chain of command of that, that it's, well, you know, again, you can hold the belief, but if you act on that belief in such a way that that um, impacts negatively good order, morale, and discipline, that's the compelling governmental interest that is going to mean that your free exercise of speech and religion will be subordinated to the military's so, prime directive also, to speak also, by Captain Kirk. No, the prime directive is not, is not the chaplain's right to, to, speak for, to speak from the pulpit any way he or she wants to. The prime directive is to maximize good order, morale, and discipline. Now, Mikey, also included in the First Amendment is freedom of assembly. Now, if there's a, a retreat going on for heterosexual married couples who are being faithful to each other and not cheating and not committing adultery, and it does, but it doesn't allow homosexual homosexual married couples, isn't that a freedom of, isn't that, can, can't we just say that's a curtailment of the same-sex couples' freedom of association? We're curbing free First Amendment uh, c- protection of speech. First Amendment, we're going to curb First Amendment freedom of religion. So now we're going we're to curb First Amendment freedom of association. I mean, isn't that the following argument? You know, I, I, I got a comment. Is that Chris who asked that question? Yeah. That, that would be an excellent question for a law school exam or on the bar exam. Uh, I love the way that you pose the question. You know, my, my problem, however, here is that, you know, who's going to determine, you know, does someone have to take a test to determine if they've committed adultery before you can come to the retreat? Or what about someone who's, who's already admitted it, that they're sorry, or this or that? That's, again, committing adultery and things like that are choices. Being LGBT is not a choice. And I think that this is something that, that that's what we're going to focus on, and we're going to focus on if you bar people that were divorced, or had committed adultery from coming to a strong, uh, Army strongbond thing, or the, the naval or Air Force versions of that, 
That's a very good question. Is that impactful in such a, a negative way from a from a formidability perspective that um, right. uh, it's it's going but to the, hurt good order, morale, and discipline? Then it's something that would not simply not be allowed. I right, think but, if the no. example is uh, is extreme, but we all know from an LGBT perspective the emotionalism and uh, the sense that uh, are you actually did you choose to be a sinner? Uh, and, and be a pervert, or have you just been born a pervert? Now, it's the use of the pervert word. I wish I could, uh, Ron, I could send you the email if, if I got from Army per- Chaplain. I, and I, I don't think, think would have even discussed it. But, but, but I don't know, think there's anybody here, including Ron, and Ron can speak for himself, who would say using the word pervert from the pulpit is an appropriate thing anyway. But let me... let me. Fall. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know any chaplains that are using that word these days. Like, even though there is one, there's an exception. But uh, to to the hands of chaplains to speak biblical truth uh, is a serious concern, Mikey. Chaplains are there to represent their faith group and to ensure that those military personnel can exercise their religious liberty while they're wearing the uniform. That's who chaplains are and what they do, and they've been doing it for a long time. And I believe they're going to continue to do it for a long time. They're going to continue to serve faithfully uh, military personnel. Um, that, but I don't want to see their hands tied, Mikey, and I don't want to see them living under a threat of a lawsuit from you. Uh, they've got to monitor what they say out of a fear of a lawsuit from you. I don't think chaplains are going to do that. I think they're going to be faithful to the biblical text. They're going to be faithful to the faith tradition from which they come, and they're going to speak truth in situations. Because we want truth, Mikey. We want biblical truth, and we want people to hear truth. And but, but for us, us that I think the, the great thing about the, the words from Scripture that homosexuality is, in fact, a choice, and homosexuality is, in fact, sinful, displeasing to God, but there is hope. There is a remedy that is found in truth, and the truth sets people free. And it is run, 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 from numerous, many sins, many sins, no, including homosexuality. This is why we have a Supreme Court. That is your version of the truth, your version and simply your version. The Supreme Court that says you're entitled to push your, your version, and you may say that, but if you do it in a way that destroys our military's ability to, to protect our, our, our national defense and our national interests by destroying the muscle, sinew, sinew uh, uh, bone, and, uh, and cartilage of our military, if you do that in a way, your, your version, Ron Cruz's version and others that may be like you, your version of the, quote, so-called biblical truth, if it is deleterious and hurts and destroys good order, moral, and discipline, then your, your right to express that truth in a time, place, and manner that you want to do it is going to be subordinated and will not be allowed if it destroys good order, moral, and discipline. And right. that's where we're going to get well, in. And it goes back to that time line. have to be ready for Mikey, a.k.a. Jared, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be arrested for speaking so, truth. Okay. And that's a concern no, for I think me, that's Mikey. Ridiculous. I really think you're ready for, 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 for Ron Cruz you know, to sit there and declare, we, we are a, 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 we're not a theocratic uh, theocracy. We are a democracy, and that's why the no. Parker versus Levy case makes it very clear. We're a republic. We're a republic, Mikey. Republic, that's a big difference. Uh, Mikey. We're, we're a, a democratic, democratic republic, republic, Ron. A representative Remember, republic. Remember, you said you didn't play a lawyer on TV either. You know, so, <laughs> I'm not a chaplain on TV, but we have so, many chaplains that we represent. There, you know, and we have, and we have, we have chaplains on our advisory board. It's going to come down to that fine line that Billy mentioned for uh, nearly an hour ago now, 45 minutes ago, as to 
it's not time and place. If, well, it's going to be time and place, but the manner in which a chaplain or anyone else decides to express their anti-LGBT view. And it doesn't matter if you say what the Bible says, then it doesn't matter. However you say it, you know, you're, it's, that is not the compelling governmental interest, what Chaplain Cruz or Chaplain Smith or Jones believes. The compelling government interest is, is the way in which you want to deploy your version of the gospel or any, any other sacred text. Does that, is that injurious? Uh, is it injurious enough to go to good order and moral discipline that we have to prevent it from being said in the first place? That's the only point. I don't see how you can't see how rational and reasonable that is. The Supreme Court certainly does. Well, Mikey, you're not you're not a man you're not a man of religious conviction, so that's why you wouldn't understand why he can't why Ron yeah, well, can't well, well, see it that come way. Come on, Chris, that's not fair. I told you, but listen, I, I was <laughs> I'm very proud. I was born and raised Jewish. Uh, I still pray three times a day in, in Hebrew. It's not up for you to judge me. I, do I need to give you the Matthew quote as to how I'm a person? It, it, the nice thing is, in our, in our America, in our, in our country, you don't have to be a person of religious conviction no, at all to be just as good as anyone else. Are you trying? I mean, in America, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't put you on the spectrum. That's clause three, article six of the Constitution, and say, you know, based on, you know, in, unless you're a person of religious conviction, you're not as good an American citizen as someone who is. We don't no, do that. I would certainly nobody. I don't think anybody here believes that. No. So anyway, right. I, I know so, Billy's, um, Billy's, guys, giving me, Billy's giving me the wrap-up uh, sign. I'd love to do this. I could. We could do this all day long. And uh, as I said before, it comes down to, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling it the Billy Rule, is that it's a fine line. Well, did the chaplain say yeah. that? Is that inciting people to, for anti-LGBT uh, activism, or is it simply stating a theological position in a time, place, and manner that will not create uh, a, a damage to good order, morale, and discipline? That's all we care about. That's right. really all we care about and all our clients care about. Please drop trying to try, trying to call me Herod. Uh, and uh, I'll stop trying to call you know call you a um, um, you know uh, a Henry the Eighth. Uh, we, we don't need to get we get into that kind of invective. You know, we're all American citizens having a good and open debate, right? Yes, that uh, democracy is messy. But I'll tell you one thing, Ron. Remember what um, the uh, the great statement that power concedes nothing. Frederick Douglass, the abolitionist, power concedes nothing without a demand. You know, white Christian privilege has been in power for a long time, and we have to demand our rights. They're not just going to come to us, and that's all we're talking about here. All right. Well, shalom aleichem, Mikey. I know we got to go. Uh, shalom aleichem to you, my friend. All, all right. right, brother. Thanks, okay. guys. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Right. Thank you. And, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Ron, and thank you, Billy. And um, yeah. let's uh, all have a great American day together. We're right. in a great country. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it, Chris and Billy. Thank you for the Thank opportunity. You. All right. Bye-bye. The Church Boy.